0: Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host, with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar de Jesus, and his co-host, John JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, Zach the pool boy Nicholas.
1: Welcome everyone to the Pool Nation Live Podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with Mr. JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach. The Pool Boy Nicholas. Today we're answering some questions. We're giving a little bit of an industry update. Excited about it. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, we want to thank our visionary partners for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, Heritage Pool Supply, and Hayward. We want to thank them for their continued support. And this live feed here is kind of starting to go off the chain today early. Good morning, Mr. Zacharias. Good morning. That's it. That's all you got. Beep. John, good morning. How are you doing this morning? I
2: am doing amazing today. Sounds like you're doing better than Zach. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually happy, dude. I know he is. Yeah. The whole Night Stalker vibe for the last few weeks has like completely disappeared. I mean, there's something going on, dude. I don't know. That good morning sums
3: up where I'm at. I have been like crunching, just knocking these projects out of the park the last few weeks. And now I'm to a point where I'm like sitting here trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life now that I've gotten that done. So
1: He called me up yesterday, John, and he's like, oh, my God, I had this project that I've been working on for years and, and I put all this stuff together and it's now I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. And I'm like, what about manage that project that you just put into place? <laughs> yeah. I go, now
2: you got to manage it and deal with the fruits of it you're one of those that you constantly want something like that right and you want to work on stuff and you want to build and plan and now that you're done what are you going to do are you just going to lose your mind are you going to run off to the woods or to the forests of idaho and do self-reflection like (laughs) you usually do once a year go hear some beef jerky and yeah (laughs) some golf maybe i'll take up some now that's cool Maybe we can golf next week.
3: Leslie kind of have this thing that I'm always like, once I get through this project, and she's like, yeah, once you get, you'll never. There's always another project, right? Yeah. Yeah. You'll never get through the project.
2: There's always something else going on. But it is pretty amazing. I know exactly what you're feeling right now when everything just seems to click, right? And everything falls into place and you feel good about what's happening and what's going on. And you're just kind of like, all right, life's good right now take it in and enjoy it because, you know, just like but everything the else. The truck's going to yeah, come yeah, out of exactly, it. Yeah. You, know, you know exactly That's how it works, smack <laughs> Yeah, you know how it works, but awesome. I'm doing great. Nice and cool. It hasn't been that hectic of a season for us. Our season is the wintertime. And I don't mean not hectic like we haven't been busy because we've been busy as hell, but. I was just about to say, I don't know what you're talking about, but. I'm talking about not the chaos. We're not getting bombarded with, things that we weren't prepared for. Yeah. Left field. Yeah. And that's the crap that really irks you because it might not look like it, but I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes down to how I like things done and things are a particular way, but I'm easy going as I get older. I tend to go with the flow a little bit and I'm a little bit more forgiving, but when it comes to business and the way we like to do things, I'm very anal and I absolutely hate surprises. And when I get a surprise, I'm like, immediately I need to extinguish it. And I think you talked about it last week on the podcast. I get a phone call about something that comes out of left field and I'm immediately, it's like full stop. I got to fix it. Everything that needs to happen. So it gets fixed and I can get back to the program and put it back on the cruise control or autopilot while I'm away from the business. And when I start to veer off or the company, something happens or whatever, I get, I don't get freaked out, but I get called into action and I make it happen. And this year it's just been, it's been chill and cool. Not many issues. I think it's a little bit of the
1: return to what our normal. Winners weren't as crazy. Like you always knew, but man,
2: what, 2020, 2021, 22, it was just, that uh, wasn't the norm. You know what? You brought up a good point there. I think because obviously we do a lot of Airbnbs, right? And a lot of rentals and that business exploded right during COVID in that time, it was like unbelievable. At times, I was like that's one thing that you could do, like you could go and, rent a house. And, and, and I was like, dude, I go, what do people work? You know, I mean, I go, who just goes rent right an Airbnb for the hell of it five times a year? You know, we look at schedules and calendars and stuff like that, and we see who goes, and a lot of people just recurring back and forth, and. When we usually get like a check-in a week, tops, two check-ins, we're getting like three check-ins, four check-ins a week. That's a lot of turnovers, which is like, what the hell are people doing, man? I mean, it's crazy. And I know what they're charging for these Airbnbs as well. It's just bonkers that people are doing that. And that has definitely slowed down. So we're getting all, and then also too, in our area, there was a couple propositions or laws that passed that banned short-term STVR rentals. In our area, the Coachella Valley, we depend heavily on these tourists. When people, especially during the wintertime, when snowbirds come down, and the snowbirds are from Minnesota, Canada and stuff, they come all down and they live here during the wintertime because it's literally 70 degrees in the middle of January and it's just beautiful outside. So they come out here and they stay here. And then along with them being here, there's a lot of money that gets dumped into the economy, right? And then we have festivals like the Coachella Fest and the Stagecoach and things like that. So when these people come, they just dump a lot of money into small businesses. So it's good for us. Same thing with short-term vacation rentals. I have been all these people that came and there were people from LA that would come that they pay like a month, $4,000 a month for a studio, a little piece of crap studio where they're at, they could come over here and spend $2,000 whatever a week or $3,000 a week with four of their buddies and friends and they get this huge mansion or whatever it may be and they come out here and they rent. That's what they did during the COVID time. They said it's cheaper to be here and live as people that would live at short-term rentals and post to living somewhere else. And we had a big influx, but what ended up happening is The housing market out here went to complete crap. And, you know, you used to be able to rent places like homes for families for a dollar a square foot, which is pretty cheap. It's not too crazy. You know what I mean? But even cheaper than that, where you get like a 2,000 square foot home or 25,000 square foot home for like around 2,000 to 2,700 bucks. Now, ever since all these homes were bought and turned into STVR, the short-term vacation rentals, Instead of renting them out to families for long-term, they were renting them out week by week or whatever it may be. And the prices of rentals just skyrocketed. And I know the whole country had an increase, but out here, prices tripled for people to be able to rent. It was unsustainable. And there weren't homes available for sale because everybody bought them up real quick and just turned them into rentals. And everybody had rentals. Everybody had rentals. It was like the thing to have. So they passed some laws that banned it in la quinta and some other cities in the coachella valley to where now if you're going to rent out your home you can only rent it out for a minimum of 31 days or more or a minimum of 31 days so you couldn't do anything less than 31 days and then that created a huge wave of panicking, like, oh my God, we have eight homes and I have to rent them out for 30 days plus and business started to really die down. And then now we have homes that are on the market now that people are trying to sell because they can't sell them and then interest rate. So it's turned into this huge issue for us, but it's been interesting to watch it unfold out here. But I think we've kind of gone down to a little bit of normalcy. So long story short, yes, Edgar, I agree with you. I think it's gone back to normal.
1: You know, it's funny because when I was in Anaheim and we started the vacation rental, when I started doing vacation, I think there was only like five vacation rentals, either three or five vacation rentals, almost none. And I mean, by the time I left, it was 486 vacation rentals in Anaheim. And that's exactly what happened is the price just skyrocketed so much. And then every house that would come onto the market would be turned into a vacation rental. And I think it grew way too fast. Then it became a challenge because you have this neighborhood that is a family neighborhood and you have somebody that's retired and all of a sudden they have a vacation rental to the left, a vacation rental to the right, a vacation rental to the back. And all of a sudden what their normal quiet neighborhoods used to be. Now you're just every week, you're having all this traffic, you're having all these kids and people would complain because it's like kids when they go into the pool, what do they do? Their decibels go through the roof, right? Like all the kids are screaming, they're all loud. And at the beginning, they were like, oh, what's the big deal? But when you're surrounded by yeah. homes, and yeah, yeah it's, it's realistic, right? Like now, it's never quiet. I had to go to the city council. They asked me to speak because they did ban vacation rentals in, in Anaheim. And I think now there's just a limited amount that are there. But I think the challenge was there was no controls. They didn't have a game plan. And because it was Disney, it went completely crazy. But then the same thing, John, like the rents went through the roof, people would put a house on the market and they were paying double and then they'd go in and dump in another $300,000 to renovate these homes. Yeah. And nobody could afford to really live in those areas anymore. So that was definitely tough. But. I think overall, we're seeing that we're going a little bit back to normal. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. We're going to talk about the industry and where we're at and some of the feedback that we're getting out there. So let's do a couple of things because look at that. We've already talked this long. We haven't done our welcomes to everybody out here because our chat today is going absolutely crazy right off the bat. So Mr. Steve Barnes, good morning. Benny, what's going on? Our boy Brett is on there. Brett's coming up to the boot camp as well. So is Steve Barnes. Hey, Benny, are you coming over to the boot camp? You've gone a little quiet there, so trying to figure out if you're coming or not. Zachary Chaney, what's going on? Chad Jemerson, top of the morning to you. Jared is going, what's up? It's the pool guy formerly known as Jandy Jared. Shots fired. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) It's a shout out to you, Jared, out there. Big shout out. Let us know what you're doing. Are you doing pools now? What are you doing? Janie, mama, good morning. Excited that you're going to be out here next week. I will tell you, Janie, as point of precaution, and I know that you already do this, but the nights are going to be cold. Some of the nights are going to be into the 20s. So let's just make sure that you're coming prepared for that. Anyways, let's see here. Jeanette, good morning. Benny just pulled into the gas station on the edge of the lake and there's an airboat going to offer the guy 20 bucks to let me drive it. Freaking Benny. Let's see. Zachary is saying, can't wait. My Aquastar box that I want on the live stream shows up today. So, Zachary, we expect for you to post that and then tag us on that as well. And then Mr. Matt, what's going on? He says that they got a snowstorm out there. They got a couple inches of snow. Eric, good morning. Big shout out to you. Corey, what's going on? So, Corey, I don't know if you guys watch Corey, he's more of a Facebooker, but he moved into a new house and they knocked down the entire chimney and they knocked down that entire wall two days before the whole cold thing came in <laughs> and then poor cory's house inside dude was like i don't know it was like 30 40 degrees it was terrible so hope you're warm out there brother let's see here janie is saying she is prepared
2: and yes she is prepared
1: zachary is saying that he will do the post so looking forward to that cory's saying it was 32 inside his house during those nights can you imagine Of course, I do have to point out, John, that it was 32. He posted a picture of the thermometer over there and they weren't wearing any socks. So, Corey, I'm calling you uh, (laughs) out. And Zach called it out. Zach's all, bruh, like no socks, really? (laughs) So, shout out to you, Corey. I know that you're ready to get rid of the cold weather out there. Mr. Josh McDermott, what's going on, brother? Morning, Central Texas wind sucks. Better show up late than never. Absolutely, Josh. Big shout out to you. Looking forward to talking to you a little bit later today. And then, Corey is saying that he is a mountain man, Zach. So yeah, sounds like it. Probably one of those big survival guys. You know what you should do, Corey, because you have so much land, you should start a YouTube page and kind of pretend that you're out in the mountains and you're just out in your fields and you're (laughs) out there. Anyways, so big shout out to everybody out there. Guys, let's get through some housekeeping notes here really quick. So Matt is saying that it's 27 degrees in Ohio, so it's definitely cold out there a lot. So Anyways, for the boot camps, March 1st and 2nd at Heritage Pool Supply, McKinney, Texas. We are in full swing for the boot camp. We're going to have a lot of classes out there. We are going to have the business classes. We're going to have the pool tech classes. We're going to have the hands-on classes. Some of the classes that we're going to do is navigating success, lessons, and insights in the pool service entrepreneurship. And I do have to tell you guys, you guys saw the live that I did yesterday. I spent a little time with Eugene. Did you watch that, John? I don't think you were on. You were bead blasting.
2: I was. And then I looked at my phone and I said, Pool Nation podcast went live. And I'm like, what? Well, did I miss the memo? You know what I mean? I go, okay. When I clicked on it, I saw a video of you walking. Yeah. It, and doing that was pretty, it's impressive, man. So he was going to shoot some content. So we
1: were going to go see Spider and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'll come with you and stuff. And so I figured, let me not tell him. And then what I'll do is when I get there, I'll do this live and I'll go through and see if somebody catches me and throws me out of the building. They don't know who I am. So, of course, I go live. Guess who the number one person goes onto the live stream? Freaking Eugene. Eugene. And very first one. Yes. Prestige. I'm like. Really? I'm <laughs> like, really, dude? Yeah. Really? Anyways, we walk through the building. I didn't get to walk the whole thing. So next time I go, I'll go through the yard that they have out in the back and do all that kind of stuff. But I do have to say, Maybe we can go next week. Yeah, let's go. You guys are going to be out dude, here. Let's I, go. I want to go so bad. Yeah. I do have to confess to you guys. So I did the video walking around yesterday. And while you're doing the live, it looks all good. But then when I rewatched the live, you could see how jumpy it is. How uh, you couldn't right. uh, If you rewatch it now, you could really tell. You uh, that Android. Yeah. I ordered a gimbal last night. I'm like, gimbal, I can't be doing gimbal. this. I'm like, all right, for the phone. I'm like, we can't be doing this crap out there. So what we should do is when you guys come out, we will go over there without saying anything. And then we'll do another walkthrough and I'll just follow you guys with the camera and see if they kick us out.
3: They say me and John, though, they might actually call the cops.
2: Well, no,
1: because I met some of the construction guys there and they all have beards and they all have that kind of stuff. So they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, the yard's in the back, guys.
2: (laughs) I heard potentially those kegs are
1: full. So that's where you might find me. Dude, those kegs are full. I know. And he's been shooting a lot of content. He's got some lights up in the patio thing. It's all pretty cool. So let's get out there for sure. Is there coffee next to the keg? No. So he doesn't drink coffee. He drinks Red Bull, but he doesn't drink coffee. So Other than Benny should go. Yeah. Anyways, let's see here. Joseph and Rebecca Moore, what's going on, guys? Big shout out to you, Todd, Mr. Todd Pool Service. What's up, brother? And then Janie is saying, good excuse to buy a new toy. (laughs) Thanks for calling me out, Janie. I appreciate it. Janie, you're supposed to be on my side and not call me out in front of everybody like this. You know, that one, I would hurt a little bit, John. Man, called out by our own. Anyway, so we're going to be doing the class. Him and I were talking about a lot of the things last night, and I'm really excited for the class that he's going to teach. Then we're going to do Recruitment 101, understanding the hiring process, really talking through the application process, things that you should look for in the application. We're going to talk about building your future, goal setting, fundamentals. And then we're going to be doing a influence and persuasion class. We're going to talk about all the different methods of influence, the different steps of persuasion. That one's going to be a four hour class. We have a trainer that's coming in to teach that class. And what's going to happen is at the end of it, you're going to take something that you're strong at, something that you're weak at, you're going to have a game plan in order to be able to go use that in business the next day. So registration is open. If you want to go to that bootcamp, go to poolnation.com. You're going to see a button that says Heritage boot Camp. Click on that. You can get tickets through there. And there's two different ones. There's one for the pool techs, and then there's one for the business owners. So you guys can bring pool techs if you're taking the business classes. The next thing is March 26th and 27th at the Western Pool and Spa Show. We are going to be out there doing a boot camp and registration literally just opened for that yesterday. So we have that there. So if you are going to go to the Western, what we're going to do is something a little bit different there. So we have the Tuesday, the Wednesday pre-convention, right, pre-expo floor. And we pick two days. And what we're going to do is we're going to do the hands-on classes there. And the reason that we pick two different dates is so that you could pick one of the dates. I know as pool pros, it's hard to get out during the week. And especially if that same week you're going to be going out and you're going to be going to the expo. So what we'll do is we'll do hands-on class on Tuesday, hands-on class on Wednesday. So you just need to go to one of those. But if you want to register for that, you can go to the same thing. You can go to the Western Pool and Spa website. You're going to see a drop-down that says Pool Nation Boot Camp. Or you could go to PoolNation.com. You're going to see a big box there that says Western Boot Camp. You can click on there. You can register the beauty of it when you register to that one included in the cost of the class is a pass to the expo. So you'll be able to do the hands-on classes and then you'll be able to take all the classes at the Western that you want to take. So go to the website, check it out, check the schedule for that one. Looking forward to catching up with everybody out at the Western pool and spa show. The next thing that we'll have is May 17th out in Oxnard, California. We're going to have a Ray Pack 201 We'll talk about that a little bit more as we get a little bit closer. And then November 9th, 10th, and 11th, we'll be doing the boot camp out in Dallas. So that's going to be our big boot camp. We'll talk about that as we get closer to that out there. Before we get started, Jared is saying, I moved to St. George, Utah, and I'm back to scrubbing tubs, loving it. So... Jared, big shout out to you. I love St. George, Utah. My dad lived out there for a little while. I went over to visit once or twice up there. It's a very nice area. So it's definitely changed a lot, Jared, over the last 10 years. So gentlemen, you ready to get this party started? I'm ready. I feel like I talked for 20 minutes doing our stuff. I did, right? You know, so. Hey, big shout out to Lacey Davis out there. Congratulations. She is the CEO of The Grit Game. I love seeing all the women coming in and taking over the industry, guys. Hell yeah. Right? Absolutely. I'm blessed having Mama. A lot of big players coming into the industry that are women. So we're looking forward to that. Lacey, look forward to seeing you out. I think you're going to be out at the Western, but if I don't catch you there, we'll cross path. But looking forward to the Women's Summit in August. Anyways, gentlemen, there's a couple questions that were sent in. And the first question was where do you see the pool service industry heading? in the next few years? And I think this is a great question. We were just talking about it, right? I think we look at going back to a little bit of what the industry norm used to be for us. And so I think this is almost a two-part question, right? Because it's like, where do you see the industry going? But I think we need to talk a little bit about what we're seeing right now. And then where do we think that it's going? Zach, John, I know that you guys talk to a lot of people. I don't worry so much about what I'm hearing from companies and stuff like that. It's more of what are you hearing out from the field with the pool builders, the pool pros, they really are going to have a better tune as to what's going on. So let's start by, and before we get started, we're going to do our disclaimer. We're not trying to be negative. Questions are being asked. So what are you guys seeing? What are you guys hearing?
2: Negative. You want me to go?
1: I just want to make sure that we're going to talk. And I know that some of the areas
2: don't look strong. Oh, we're going to scare people right now. What I don't want to do is scare people. <laughs> this isn't new. We've been talking about this for years, right? This is what's expected. And it's no surprise to anybody, even though it's funny. And I've seen it happen over and over again. You like ride this high and you think you're untouchable and you think everything is just perfect and you start getting a little careless and thinking that it's going to be like this forever and then you get slapped in the face with a little bit of reality. But we had a conversation this morning, seven o'clock this morning, we were talking, Edgar, and we were going through this whole thing and we're saying, look, this is normal. This is what is expected. And I wanna change a little bit of what you said when you said, we're going back to the norm. We're going back to the new norm. And if you look at the charts, if you start looking at these numbers, most important, look at your own. There's a drawback and it's expected. Nothing goes up forever. There is going to be a pullback, but what you need to look and understand is that pullback is not going to be back pre-COVID. We're up. The new norm is better than it was five years ago or four years ago before COVID happened. Yes, we're not flying We're not building 10,000 pools a month or however many they're building. Your phone might not be ringing off the hook like crazy, But the reality is, at the end of the day, there are many more pools out there in the backyard than there were the previous year and the year before then. So that's many more pools available for us to service and renovate and to do things with, right? The growth isn't nearly as high as it might have been last year or the year prior. But if you did your due diligence as a business owner, you prepared for that, right? We talked about this and we stressed this out and said, hey, look, if you're comping 80% or 100%, don't expect that the next year. You don't build your expenses and your budget off of these ridiculous numbers, right? That really is unsustainable. It just doesn't happen. And if you did your due diligence as a business owner, then you capitalized on what you needed to do. And you were frugal and you were careful, in expenditures and adding on new people and employees and adding more payroll or span or whatever it may be, right? And you did it selectively and responsibly, then you're gonna be just fine. I don't think we're in a depression. I don't think we're in a recession. I don't think we're in the point in the pool industry, especially the service area, or as a whole, I don't think it's as bad as some people might are forecasting or looking at it. I think that the loudest ones are the ones that put themselves in this situation or thought that this maybe this growth was, for some reason, was going to be sustainable, and they just got a little bit of a reality check. And then again, it's good for us as a service industry because this is where, let's say six years ago or five years ago, I don't know, how, four years, whatever, before COVID, customers had a choice and they were selected when they hired people and they brought people on and based off of brand, professionalism, reputation, reviews, quality of work accessibility, those types of things played a huge role in help differentiate you from the rest of competition. During our big spike during COVID, all that kind of got blurred out. It was who was available first, who could get to it and who can get a hold of the product. I don't really care about any of that other stuff. I just want to get it done because for some reason they had all this money in their pockets to burn, right? You know what I mean? And just were throwing money at you to get it done. And the Joe Schmo, or this guy, or that guy, or somebody who had no business doing what they were doing was doing it and was plenty busy and getting all the work and whatever. And but now, when things start to normalize a little bit with the new norm, this is where you have to fine tune your business and this is where you will excel over your competition based on how you approach your business and the work that you do. And it's just natural evolving. It's just what happens. And unfortunately, the wheat and the people that weren't prepared, and this is not just the pool industry, but any industry whatsoever, those that weren't prepared or got lucky or rode the wave, if they didn't learn from it or set things into place or created a structure are going to be in a lot of pain. But those that have established a good business model and built a reputation are going to be just fine. If anything, you're going to do, you're going to do great.
1: For our industry, we sorry, Zach, did you want to say something? I'll talk after you. I just wanted to say that in our industry, the service side, for the most part, is pretty recession-proof, right? So as we talk to our listeners, we get both, right? We get builders and we get a lot of the pool pros. But the service side is really not affected as much as the builder side. It's not affected as much as let's say the big three. So their sales are going to go down. But a lot of that is in relation to building pools. We're not building pools at that craze. So a lot of the conversation in our industry is, oh, my God, where's the industry? Oh, my God, things aren't going well. Things aren't doing all that. And it's really not that right. The service side will continue to be as strong as it's been, if not more. Right. Just like you're John, you're saying there's so many more pools. So it's stronger than it was before realistically, I think the slowdown in our industry is on the build side. And a lot of the people that I talk to that are builders are telling me, look, it's not the same as it used to be. We're almost in a scary territory because we went through that high. We had all those pools that we were building left and right. We had the expectation that it was going to slow down, but it has slowed down a little bit more than we expected. And so I think you look at the conversation within the industry and people freaking out, but the service side is still going to continue to be strong. If you look at what is installed aftermarket, it is the vast majority of our industry, right? That's why we always talk about the heartbeat of the industry is the pool pros because once a builder builds a pool, it's a pad there. All that equipment gets replaced in aftermarket.
2: That's what we were having the conversation this morning. And we're talking, I said, look, I think I'm going to get a little passionate on the podcast today. I'm going to give the secret sauce out here to everybody. Here's the secret to the manufacturers and everybody out there that's worried about this. We talk about as business owners, before you look to expand, we've said this a thousand times, and it's applicable to not just a service, a one pole organization, but we're talking about multi-billion dollar organizations or multi-million dollar organizations this is a secret here. The pools stop to get built, right, where they slow down and then everybody throws up their hands and everybody's in a panic and worried and, oh my God, I'm going to start cutting this and we're going, it's a free fall and you know everything's hitting the fan and we're sitting there going, look, dude, there is so much potential that we have untapped, that we have untapped potential right now in our industry that we are ignoring simply because we're only betting all our cards or putting all our money on building more pools and selling more equipment Based off of a new pool, we talk about saying, hey, look, before you as a business owner expand your business, before you start taking on new accounts, I guarantee if you went back into your backyard that there's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment or upgrades or stuff that you can add on or you can increase your revenue and build a better business that way. But you lack the confidence and you lack the education or you lack the know-how to do it. Well, now multiply that by 70,000 or however, 100,000, how many companies are out there that are actually servicing pools? And as manufacturers, if we start focusing more of our time working on what we already got, what's already there, and then offering solutions, right, of newer products, innovations, or more efficient equipment to our current clientele, to the things we've already sold, there is so much more money we can put back into our industry if we can just educate, some of the smaller guys, right? Or if we can just spend a little bit more time with the smaller companies that are out there and not worrying. Look, the big pool builders are very important, right? They play a vital part in our industry, but they're not the most important. I believe we're equally as important. Builders, distribution, service, industry, and retail, we all play an equal part in it. Not one is better than the other, but for some reason we think because building is bad, everybody else has gone to hell. And that's not how we need to look at it. We need to look and say, hey, we have to leverage our bread and butter. Think of it like this. What do the builders always fall back on when they say, the only thing that I can fall back to is we still take care of in service pools because that's our bread and butter. That is consistent. We always have that to us. That was what pays the bills. The same thing with the manufacturers. Hey, look, the service industry, us guys and gals out here, we are your bread and butter. Give us a little bit more time, spend a little bit more time here. And I promise you that you're going to reap the benefits from it by building relationships with, I know it's harder for the reps and they're already spread thin and stuff like that. And it's easier to go attack somebody that might be doing $10 million in business a year, opposed to talking to a hundred individuals to get to that same revenue. But you forget that those, if you can grow those hundred people or those 50 other companies to be those $10 million businesses down the road. But we're so short-sighted as an industry, it just drives me friggin' crazy, you know? And to see this panic, I'm reading reports, I'm reading this, I'm reading that, I'm reading earnings, I'm reading all this, and it's just like, wow, it's right there in front of you. You have it right here. And what's beautiful about it now, compared to before, was that everybody's hungry to learn more. They want to learn more. They're embracing the change. They're embracing the new technology. They want this. They're not the old guard that... Oh, the way I did it before is I've done it the same way for 30 years. You know, there's no reason why I need to change it. No, the people that are in the industry now are hungry and they want to learn and they want more. And the timing is perfect. Just like you're saying, the timing is so
1: perfect right now because everybody is so hungry. But here's what happens a lot of times. And again, it's sometimes easy to Monday morning quarterback, right? but you're trying to run this company. You're going through COVID. A lot of the stresses are that you don't have products, you don't have, because they just didn't have anything. The thing, John, is this has to be a long-term strategy. This is not a short-term strategy because none of the work has been done. So you start implementing it now, the fruits of that labor is gonna be a little bit later down the road. So a lot of this strategy should have been with the thought process of, We're going to come down off of this high because this is just we talked about it. It's unsustainable for the rest of your life. It's not going to happen. History is going to repeat itself. We are going to come down from that. But there wasn't the vision to say, how are we going to prepare for when that comes? And so I think that's where a lot of the big challenge comes from. And I want to come back to somebody came on here and I'm trying to figure out and kind of go back. Zach, I'll let you jump in. Somebody posted a comment that I wanted to reply to. Yeah. Are you wanting me to? I thought you were replying. No, I said I was going to let you jump in because I want to go back and find this note because I know that I cut you off and you wanted to jump in and say something.
3: Yeah, that right there sums it up. We have a prime opportunity right now because through covid We conditioned our customers. I've always felt like our industry has been lagging when it comes to rates and things like that for the services. When you look at other industries, other service industries, what they charge for a checkout or a call out or hourly rates and things like that, like we've always been behind. I would look at an AC unit and be like, it's $12,000 installed. And then here we are putting in a pool heater for three grand. And I'm like, there was just this difference there. So through these COVID years, We were forced to go back and start looking at that and start, you know, know our numbers, keep up with the inflating costs. And now we have to make sure that we're maintaining margin and raise our rates. And now we have a prime opportunity where I mentioned it in the comments in response to Steve's comment, like supply chain issues have for the most part been resolved. Raw material issues have been figured out, whether that's finding another source or whatever. Just all these things that came as a quote unquote problem of COVID have for the most part corrected, yet the costs have not in any way corrected to where they should be. And I'm not saying I expect costs to go back to what they were, like that's never going to happen. But we have a prime opportunity right now to create more access for those residential customers that are aftermarket, right? And after the fact, like you were saying, John, you go back there, there's thousands of dollars of opportunity to upgrade, to get them on Wi-Fi, to get them more energy efficient. But I still think that it's just a little unaccessible for a lot of consumers to go through and do a lot of these things. I would love to see a normalization along with the economy if We're going back to the new norm. I would like to see like a new norm of cost, not these continuous writing the covid supply chain issue here's where the costs are but to the point of the comment like profit margin shareholder value things have to be maintained be interesting to see what
1: unfolds so two things i want to say to that one is and i've talked about this a thousand times okay when we take a look at our industry the big three are publicly traded companies when you're in the publicly traded arena it's a totally different game because if you don't hit your target what's going to happen? Your stock is going to tank. And if you want to see what I'm referring to, go look at the earning reports for our big three companies. Okay. Take a look at the targets, take a look at where they're at and take a look at what happens every time that they don't hit that target. What's going to happen is the price increases will continue to a certain extent. And that's because if you're not going to hit your earnings, but you know that you're going to sell a 1,000 pumps, what you're going to do is, man, we're not going to hit our earnings. We need to find that money from somewhere. So the only way to be able to do that is to raise the prices, right? And that's going to continue to happen until the market just caps and people just can't take that anymore. It's passed on to the consumer. What we're starting to see in the industry, and not just the pool industry, but in the builder industry and all that kind of stuff, is we're going back to the days of, hey, here's my bid for the job. And the customer is now coming back to those people, right? And going, man, in order for you to get that job, you have to be closer to the bid that John gave me. Or, hey, you got to compete with the bid that Zach gave me. So in order for you to get the job, you have to lower your price. And what's starting to happen is a lot of those builders, a lot of those construction people, whether it's commercial real estate, whether it's Creating sewer lines, whatever it is, based on the feedback that I'm getting, that's what you're starting to see. You're starting to see that the consumer is going, in order for you to get that job, you have to be more competitive. So we're going back to what we've talked about. John, you've talked about it a thousand times that we're going back to the days that you have to sharpen your sales skills, you have to sharpen your business skills you have to streamline all your processes. You have to look at your numbers because yes, you might need to give up a certain profitability, but you need to know that number in order for you to be able to go, okay, John gave you this price. If I do that, shoot, that's going to take like 3% off my profit, but man, I could still do that. Yes, here's my cost. Or find a way to differentiate yourself from John. But- Those are the trends that we're starting to see that people aren't talking about. That's the feedback that I'm getting out in the field. Oh,
2: yeah. It's what happens. Everybody panics and everybody goes, okay, now I need to start undercutting in order to get these business, to get these clients. And that is the last thing we need to do as an industry, right? When you're out there and you're doing it and trust me, look, I'm the guy that's the high one when it comes down to the quotes. And sometimes customers are like, wow, John, that's a lot of money, this guy homeboy here or whatever is that not much and i go that's great you know what i mean they have their own thing but i'm fairly priced for the experience and value and what we have to bring and whatever it may be at this time is where you have to polish yourself your brand your image and add value to what you bring alongside with the product because anybody not anybody but for the most part, you, you can put a filter in, or you can put a pump in. It's not rocket science, right? But what else do you bring with you doing it and the understanding of it and how you do it, the quality of work, making sure it's the right piece, the right product. And the price of the item is really, doesn't matter, right? It's what you bring to the table while you're doing it and the service support that you get and the value that you offer to your customers. That's where you differentiate yourself from the competition. And you don't have, if you're confident enough in your ability then you're able to overcome that objection or that obstacle. When you have Mr. Customer saying, hey, Johnny Rocket over here is charging me this and Susie Billy over here is saying that. And I go, this is what we have to bring to the table and I'm not here to negotiate whatever prices they have or whatever they want to do in their situation. Is That has nothing to do with me. When you do that and you have that confidence and you're able to not have to lower your prices in order to be competitive or to go down to the, be at the margins at that one company that's going under because they weren't prepared and they're throwing anything they possibly can at the wall just to bring in some revenue for that month and if you lose a sale you lose a sale what it is but if you built a solid business your business doesn't depend on that one quote or that one bid and you're going to have many more after that it's full circle the pendulum swings we talk about this and usually it's from one extreme to the other we can't ever seem to find a happy medium right in the middle but we're swinging towards the other direction, but it's an opportunity here for us. I think it's not something we should be worried about. I'm
3: going to tag in because we went through a lot of this, but I think if we're all winning nonstop, then the industry is just up and up and up and up. There is no way to differentiate and it may seem great, but like you said, this is the time to polish your skills. This is the time to tune in your business because I've said it before, like when there's challenges, there's opportunity. And this is the time for innovation, creativity, taking advantage of things, like sitting down and doing the work. And I feel the last five, six weeks, that's what I've been doing in here. To be quite honest, last year was kind of a busy year for us moving and the build out and all this stuff. And looking back, I'm like, I just coasted through 2023 because we were sailing along. Things were good. I wasn't being forced to sit down and be like, okay, now... The stakes are getting real, and I've got to figure out how to be more efficient, how to trim costs, how to maintain margins, how to incentivize people, how to sell to the customers. And we've accomplished, it's forced me to sit down and go through these exercises, and we have accomplished so much lately. And now I'm fired up more than ever for 2024. And at the end of the day, we have no clue what's going to come through 2024. Like aliens might land. Who knows?
1: John, do you think aliens are going to land? Aliens. That might need to change my strategy. I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> and the service industry will still survive after the aliens land. It, here's,
1: it'll probably grow, right? Because there'll want more pools. <laughs> right. <laughs> but here's the thing. You bring up a great point, Zach. So I think that our industry is having a correction, right? And John, you talked about it. Like we can't stay off the high. It's going to have a correction at some point. And I think 2024 is really going to be that correction. And I think a lot of people... It's very difficult when you own your own company to sit there and just from one day to the other, start cutting people, right? Because there's an emotional attachment. John, you probably can relate to this. Working in the industries like we have, orders come from above, right? Here's our forecast. Here's the mathematical equation of how many staff you're able to have on the floor to sell products. So if we're forecasting that we were gonna make $2 billion and now we're only gonna make $1.5 billion, that means less traffic to the floor. So they're gonna come to you and they're gonna say, John, in your store, you have 20 employees selling. Guess what? That revenue is gonna be down, so you literally only need 15 employees. Hey, cut off date, February 28th, you need to cut your staff by five people. And you, as a manager of a store, What do you do? Okay. Got to put the game plan into motion, right? Hotels, the same thing. Here's the number. Here's occupancy. It's down. So therefore you don't need as many front desk people. You don't need as many housekeepers. So by this date, we need to cut in our industry. It's very difficult because it would be very difficult if we were to get Zach and be like, Hey, Zach, we know that the numbers are going to be down. So you got to let two of your search service techs go. There's a lot more of an emotional attachment to those people because it's that smaller industry. And I think what's going to happen during these times is these businesses are going to be forced to have to do it. It's not something that you want to do, but if the companies are going to survive, they're going to have to go through that exercise. They're going to have to go through the expenses. They're going to have to cut the expenses. And guess what? It's going to get to the point, unfortunately, where employees are going to have to lose their jobs. But it's exactly what you're saying, Zach. Is I think people are being now forced to look at their business, dive even deeper, streamline their process even deeper, getting that well-oiled machine to where it needs to be in order to be able to move forward into
2: 2024. John was looking at me like. No, I'm just tripping. I think it was like a year ago. Maybe even less than a year ago, about a year ago, the biggest struggle in the world was trying to find somebody to work, right? You know what I mean? Like it was in the the labor market completely shifted and it was like, holy crap. It was like people were going from job to job and expecting to get paid. And it was like, you had to pay a mint to bring somebody on board. And now all of a sudden we're talking about companies are like, we need to lay people off. We need to, it just blows my mind how quickly everything shifts, how it's nothing new, right? And we've gone through this so many times over and over and over again as a country. And it's like, it's happened for the first time. I don't know. I was just smiling at what you were saying. And I could just picture what we talked about like a year ago about just trying to find people, breathe on this mirrors and fog up, please, <laughs> whatever you need, right? Sign up bonuses, whatever, whatever. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Just drunk throwing that money out there you know, trying to bring people on for business that you knew you should have known that you weren't going to have the next year or it was unsustainable. You just can't, it's just bonkers and it's comical sometimes. The pendulum swings, like you said. The pendulum swing. And then you would talk about you know, publicly traded companies. And this way it goes, okay, God, we're comping 30% year over year. You know what I mean? And oh, our stock prices is, is blowing up. And what you, when you're doing your quarterly earnings or when you're forecasting for the next quarter or for the next, then you're like, you know the numbers. This is unsustainable. I know those bean counters aren't stupid. They know. They knew this train was coming. It was slowing down. Something was happening. But- if one company goes, oh, we're going to, we're expecting 25% or 20 or whatever. And then you go, well, I don't think so. If we go to 15%, they're going to go, oh, Pentair is bearish. They're thinking that there's going to be this. And then it costs. oh my God, we have to, if we did 30, 40% last year. And then this year, if we're only going to say, we're going to do 10% or 5% or break even, well then now that's going to be an issue. And then it's like self-infliction when we all know this is going to happen. It's just a frigging game. That's unbelievable
1: it's tough. A lot of it, we have to stay for those guys. They have to stay positive. But again, we come back to the same thing. Is this going to affect the service side of the industry? No. Look at 2008, one of the worst recessions ever. I lost two pools, right? Due to that. And I think our side of the industry is pretty resilient. It's pretty recession proof. So a lot of it is now doing what we talked about is going back, looking at your operations, streamline it, have that very streamlined operation right to be able to keep your margins your profit and then be able to obviously sustain zach i think what we're going to have to do is you started talking about aliens and the chat went nuts with aliens over here and by the way i want to give a shout out to everybody that's in our (laughs) chat because our chat has absolutely exploded today and i can't even keep up anymore i'm like lost way down here i think i'm on the last post that was posted about six or seven minutes ago that's how far up i am on the feed but you talked about the alien and everybody's posting that. So I think for Zach's shirt, we're just going to have a picture of an alien <laughs> in the front of the shirt right there. Pete is going aliens, question mark. So break time. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do, guys. I think what we're going to do is this episode, we'll probably only take one break because we've already been talking for an hour. I think there's a couple of chat messages that we want to get here. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue it for a couple more minutes We'll take our final words here in a little bit. We'll do our word from our sponsors. I just want to get to this feed here for everybody. That was Zach, Elon Musk. There you go. He's having a little bit of a hard time with those chargers in the cold weather. That's a whole conversation for a different day. And it's kind of exploded. Have you guys seen that all over your feeds? That's all over my feed with the Tesla chargers and all the Tesla cars that weren't able to charge during the cold weather. Let's not talk about that. This is a family show, John. Let's keep that clean. Let's see here. So our boy, Brian Crisson, what's going on? Sharing knowledge power and you guys do it every episode, work harder and smarter. 2024. Great job, Pool Nation. If you find some good, passionate people, if you find good people, passionate people, pay them a little bit and give them the responsibility and explain to them the reasons it's hard to find people like that in the industry, you, you absolutely need to get the buy-in from those into your business. Take care of your employees and pay them like if it was you, and they'll take care of you. Agree. David is saying amen to that for sure, Pete. Let's see here. I told my employee this is your business. I make money. You make money. Success. You succeed. Absolutely. Let's see here. Create an experience for you, your customer, your business, your employees. Absolutely. And then Adam's been dropping some nuggets here today. Adam's been on fire, so... How can you increase the revenue, keep those employees, start adding segments to your business, offer tile cleanings, ceiling decks, ceiling outdoor, selling outdoor furniture, install low voltage lighting. And I think this is something that we're going to see coming back a little bit again, guys. I I really think that a lot of the businesses during COVID were able to say, hey, this is a little bit of an inconvenience. We're not going to do this anymore. And they're not doing that, but they're going to have to come back to look at those and do those Other jobs. So, Pete the Pooh guy is saying that your feed is like his, full of food and 100%. And there you go. Look at Chad. Chad is going. The media has always told us to worry about aliens. So, aliens are (laughs) super cool. Cat. (laughs) Big shout out to our boy Chad out there, which, by the way, is going to the boot camp. He's bringing his team. We're thrilled that you guys are all coming over there. Anyways, so any other thoughts before we take a break here? So I can get your phone. I have millions of thoughts. You have millions of thoughts? Are they alien thoughts? No, but no. I have millions of thoughts about alien thoughts. So. <laughs> John, this is something that you and I didn't know, but I truly believe that Zach believes in aliens.
3: Oh yeah, dude. Oh, look 100%. at the look at the sky. Stand outside
1: pretty. at night, get out of the <laughs> but, city, but and John, just stare up. John, it's one thing to believe in aliens, right? But he has a look. That when you talk about aliens, his eyes kind of squint and they light up a little bit. It's almost like he has conspiracy theories about
2: aliens. Like He's probably going to tell us that there's aliens
1: walking amongst us.
2: Well, there are many rabbit holes you can venture down with having a conversation (laughs) with Zach.
1: (laughs) Type in the chat,
3: aliens (laughs) or no aliens. Let's take a poll here.
1: Oh, man. You know what? I love this chat right here. Look what David is saying. Zach actually might be an alien. He's trying to come and put the good word in for his people that they're not bad
2: people. Maybe the only non-bearded host. You're the alien.
1: (laughs) I'm the alien. No, Zach has one because you had one and he felt like he needed to fit in. But if you look at it, if you were to say, if you have an alien beards, whose would it be? Would it be John's or would it be Zach's? No,
3: I'm far from alien. It's definitely mine.
1: There you go. That's what I'm saying. He's got that little thin. It's almost like... John's got this full manly beard kind of thing. And Zach's the alien going, I need to grow one of those in order to look like him. But then it only grows really thin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then again, Zach, I'm on the other side. I'm Coming right, from the it. guy
2: who can't grow a beard. I right? yeah, yes. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, what happens is if I'm an alien, Zach is probably going, Oh, Edgar's one of the hairless, one of the bad aliens. One of the hairless he can't alien. even grow a beard. He's an alien that's been trying to grow in for five years and he can't get it. Oh, my God. This chat. Oh, let's come back over to this chat. Oh, my God. We're going left field with this podcast. But do the aliens believe in themselves? Zach, do you believe in yourself? Wow, this is deep. I have to process that for a minute. <laughs> he needs to give the proper alien answer. <laughs> that's that's not going to affect him. So maybe not. Oh, maybe only the non-bearded host. Uh Oh, I'm taking one there. Let's see here. Chad Jimmerson, don't take it personal. We believe our boy Adam Gunther out here. 100 percent Zach had a wallet or a shirt with an alien face when he was younger. <laughs> Is that true? Nah, come on. No. I totally believe that one. Let's see. If Elbus was an alien, we learned that in Men in Black. Yes. There you go. Let's They're see. dropping right. messages. They're dropping it out there. Come on, Edgar. Be talking crap about Zach's beard with no beard. I'm getting called out here. <laughs> uh, good morning, Reyes. What's going on, my friend? Let's see here. So is Edgar wearing makeup? Damn, I'm all of a sudden start taking the beating out here, gentlemen. Elvis is not dead. He just went home. Absolutely. There you go. Anyways, big shout out to everybody on the chat out here. Good Lord. Our chat has been going crazy all right gentlemen let's take a word from our sponsors when we come back i want to get your final thoughts
0: the hyperpole from ultimate pool tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction go to ultimatepooltools.com or instagram at ultimate pool tools Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series. Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypak's new Avia HD models that utilize Nitec, their exclusive industry-first technology. Nitec heat exchanger technology is Raypac's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to copper nickel in critical surfaces, Nitec creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash
1: Welcome back everybody to the Pool Nation live podcast. Man, I was going back to the feed. I started to get beat up pretty quick, pretty bad. I might need to tone it down a little bit. My daughter said the guy in the middle is an alien because he's got a big forehead. You know what that is, Pete? You know what? Now that I'm looking at the screen, they're making fun of me for my forehead i Mike, it's a receding hairline. That's what it is. That's called being old. That's not, not a big <laughs> forehead. Right? I've had a
3: receding hairline since I was 12.
0: So.
1: <laughs> Anyways, let's see her. Poor Edgar. Everybody's giving him the business. I appreciate that. Damn, Pete. It's just getting cold. Don't worry, Edgar. It's only about 30 or 40% larger than normal. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> Good show today, guys. Got a lot of fun. Appreciate that, Matt. Michael, first response, what's going on? Let's see. And then Pete is saying he doesn't have a forehead. Edgar, he has a go home. Head.
2: Go home. <laughs> E.T., Go
1: home. Oh! <laughs> Edgar, go home. Oh man, I'm taking that beating today. Let's see here. He doesn't have dreams, he has movies. Oh man. Let me go back here. Let me see. So that was Pete and then Eric. And then, all right, I got to tag these. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hit list. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Let's create a little hit list. So big shout out to everybody out there. We love you guys. Yes. Mr. Michael, you missed all the fun today. It was a great one. So I'm taking a beating here at the end of the podcast, but Zach went down a rabbit hole with aliens and all that kind of weird stuff. So today it wasn't John. Today it was Zach that went down the rabbit holes. Anyways, Zach, let me get some final thoughts. Other than me taking a beating, please. (laughs) Let's keep
3: Uh, that out. (laughs) I don't even know how to follow all this. Again, we got through one question today, but I think it was good stuff. And I'll just leave it with this. Like right now is, I'm excited about right now. I'm excited about the new norm because like I said, and I went into it, it's forcing me to sit down and really look at things. When things are too smooth and you're coasting along and everyone's saying yes, it's just, there's no way to, really differentiate or stand out from the competition. And I'm all about it. I like strategy. I like challenge. I like change. And so this has been a fun start to 2024 and who knows what it's going to hold. But I think the main thing is just don't get complacent. Don't coast. Get in there. Look at the numbers. Start to understand these things. See how you can improve or what you can fine tune. And then I think we'll all be fine.
1: I'm over here going through my messages, John, because my phone's blown up with everybody making fun on top of
2: the live over here. So let me get your final thoughts. I don't know where to begin. I don't know if my final thoughts should be about financials. Should it be about the state of the industry? Should it be about beard? Should it be about aliens? I have no idea. All of them. Yeah. And I don't even know what we're going to call this episode. I know it's industry update, but I don't know what's (laughs) it. Industry and alien updates. (laughs) Aliens. Yes or no. I I, know I had a blast this morning. This was awesome. And I think we, even though we didn't really get through many questions, I I think we covered a very important one and hopefully it was a little bit of a reality check or maybe a little, sometimes we panic when there's no reason really to panic, right? And hopefully this kind of grabbed you guys by the shoulders real quick and put you in line and said, Hey, look, everything's going to be all right. You just got to focus, bring it back to the basics and focus on what you do well and then growing, building your business and educating yourself and being prepared for this, right? We've talked about this. This isn't new. You've done your homework. You've done what you've needed to do. You have the tools available to you. What needs to be done now, you just gotta take care of it and do it. And for us in particular, this is where we shine. I love this. I don't know what you guys, what's going on here. Pretty much, right? <laughs> I'll call it Pool Nation, take me to your leader episode. <laughs> So you know, this is where we shine. I love this of year or when this stuff happens. This is where we do well. And I'll leave it at this. And I I don't know. I've talked about this before in the past. And anywhere you're going, when you set goals or when you have plans, or as a business owner, you should know where you're at, and you should know where you want to be, and you should know how long it it should take you to get to where you want to get to. That's setting goals. It's really simple. Not much harder than that. But. Too many times we get lost in all the shiny objects and we lose focus on what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. And what I mean by that is just imagine, and I had an analogy like this before in the past and it was just off the cuff and I threw it out there. So I don't really remember how I said it, but here's another way, you know, you're going down the road and you have 50 people in a line and you have your end goal, which might be however far away, the shortest distance from where you're at to over there is pretty much a straight line, right? And you're going there. And you might have other companies or other people or other businesses and other distractions that are happening. And you start to see the other people that are in that race with you or or moving towards that goal or wherever they want to be, financial freedom or higher profits, more success or more whatever it is. And they see something on the side of the road, you know, and they go for it and they'll dart off over to the left, right? Or they'll dart off over to the right or they'll go over there and pick it up. It's all these distractions that are happening, that are going, that are taking your eyes off the prize, right? Where you need to go and what you need to do. It's tried and true and it it happens everywhere. I mean, slow and steady wins the race, right? You can't grow too slow, right? You know, you just can't get distracted. If you stay focused and you move towards that prize, I promise you, at the end of the day, even you might see all these people, oh my God, they picked up this job here, or oh my God, they did this and they got that and they went over there. But, eventually they fall back or they hit a roadblock or a mountain that they have to climb or a flat tire or something that stops them right from progressing forward and it'll all come back full circle and the one person or the company that stayed true to what their goals that they were after and they had a plan and they went for it i promise you at the end of the day it might not be in a week it might not be in a month it might be a year you will be in a much better place the next year than you were in the year prior to that, if you focus on whatever your goals, whatever your dreams are, whatever you're planning on doing. But that can happen if they don't exist. If you're just flying by the seat of your pants and just riding the roller coaster, it's gonna come to an end. It will come to an end eventually. I hope all our listeners or anybody that's out there has taken heed to what we've been trying to say over these past few years, is that, look, just stay focused, man, and everything's gonna be all right, I promise. Do well at what you do work on you, and at the end of the day, when all the dust settles and everything, you're going to be there just as you were the year prior to that, hopefully in a much better and stronger position and ready to take on the new year. I'm stoked for 2024. Any doom and gloom out there, I think it's just a bunch of noise and baloney. I think if you're focusing on the right things, you're going to be just fine and you're going to do well this year. Yeah, I love this podcast was awesome. I love it. Look forward to the next one so we can dig a little bit deeper into some of these questions.
1: I am... I'm gonna do my final thoughts, and I'm gonna go on a rant for John's sake. You ready? You guys are coming out next week. Hell yeah, baby! Dude, I'm so excited to get back out (laughs)
2: there.
1: I haven't seen you guys since November. I know. Since the awards, like we haven't seen each other since the Pool Nation awards.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. So
1: I am. Maybe that's why Zach is so happy. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's maybe. why I'm in such
2: a great mood. Maybe. <laughs> he, he misses you.
1: He misses you. So he's excited right? to pick him up. And then look at that. He's coming Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He's coming for the long haul. So he must miss you a lot, John. I don't so, I, I hope you fasted because we're going to be eating well. Oh, man, shoot. I've been on a diet since the 1st of January <laughs> knowing that John was coming. So no, all jokes aside, I'm really excited that you guys are coming up. We have a lot of great stuff lined up, but we can have a lot of time to hang out and have a good time. We got a photo shoot scheduled. We've got you know, videos that we're going to do. We're going to do two podcasts while you guys are out here. We're going to go down to Jay's opening. I'm really looking forward to that. So Jay, if you're listening, we're going down there. And then I am going to post today. He sent me, they sent me the email with all the information. Chad, I actually expect you, Chad Jimerson. he's hoping to get an invite, not to Jay's thing, but to go eat. So anyways, Chad, we hope to see you for sure in this trip and hopefully we'll catch you down in Denton. And then what we should do is we should eat after that while we're down there in Denton with everybody. Jeanette's going down there, Brian's going down there, Chad's going down there. So what we should do is go to eat after that. So anyways, everybody, I hope that you guys have a great weekend. Zach, John, John, I won't see you on the Instagram Live next Wednesday because you'll be flying. I think Zach will be driving. You know what? I need to find somebody to co-host the Instagram Live with me. I should be there. By then? -hmm. Oh, there you go. So by eight o'clock, so I have a co-host for the Instagram live. Brian is saying, "Dang, all the food, and I'm going to be out of town. That's what happens." Brian, let's see.
2: (laughs) Full nation swimsuit edition. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) No, sir.
1: (laughs) Ah, let's see here. So Chad is saying we'll be out there for the ribbon cutting for sure. And then David is going, sh- going photo shoot. Dear God, please not pool nation swimsuit edition. <laughs> and then Pete, the pool guy, pool nation for life. Absolutely. Everybody out there, I hope you have a great weekend. Gentlemen, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great one. Later. See ya.
0: Thanks for listening to the pool nation podcast, a member of the pool nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or poolnationpodcast.com, on Facebook or on Instagram at pool.nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to poolinvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, poolmanuniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry and repairs. See you there at poolmanuniversity.com.